Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I'm your host, Travis Reed. Today I got a special guest, somebody I just met recently, uh, I can't talk, um, but somebody who's a good person, you know, uh, has a story that I wanted to hear because I read up on him before we did this interview. So I was super excited uh, to talk to him because like I said, his, his story is one of those definitely ones of success and what more, more and more athletes need to hear of how to make that transition after you finish whatever sport you're doing, you're doing basketball. He did football, obviously, and he made it to the highest level. So definitely wanted to get his story. Definitely wanted to get him on the show. Appreciate you coming on. Please introduce yourself to the people. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Appreciate it, Trav, for having me. Uh, I'm Anthony Armstrong, uh, former NFL receiver, former Arena League receiver, former Intense Football League receiver. That's all a part of this journey. Um, realtor here in Texas, co-host of Believe in Commander show. Uh, just find a way to keep myself busy and shoot, <laughs> man. Just, just trying to just take advantage, man. Just trying to stay active, you know. No, I feel you. I feel you. You know what I'm saying. And like I said, once again, appreciation for your show. And uh, you know, even though I think Washington, uh, we'll see how they do this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I think they, you know, they. Maybe coming third. I think they will come in third um, mm-hmm. behind Philly and Dallas. But, you know, I think a you know nine-win season is a success story. I think so. I think they can make the playoffs. I've, I've been beating the drum saying that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, everybody has a question at quarterback, but yeah, I think they're going to yeah. be all right. I think they're no, going to be okay. Defense is solid. Uh, dude comes back, you know, uh, your sack guy. I can't Chase think of his – Yeah, yeah, Chase Young. He comes yeah. back, you know what I'm saying? and. Your defense has always been solid under, you know, under Rivera. So, I think you could make the playoffs as a wild card. We'll see how, like I said, Dallas might take a step back. You know, yeah. they could. Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. is always tough. I don't think the Giants are going to be worth anything. I think last year was a flash in the pan. I don't think they got enough sauce to, uh, especially if Saquon ain't happy. Yeah. Got Saquon. No. The rest of it isn't going to matter. Exactly. Like, I, I think like without him, they are not the same team. They overpaid for Daniel Jones. This is my opinion. Um, you know, I know that's a, a quote unquote going rate, but I'm like, yeah. who are they competing against? Who Who's going to give him $40 million outside of the market? I mean, maybe besides the Tennessee Titans or something, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody paying Daniel Jones $40 million. Ain't so nobody. I think they overpaid for him and they should have paid for Barkley last year, you know? Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, even when he was hurt, he wasn't asked for about eight, nine. Then now he probably asked for twelve. What what Derrick Henry getting? You know, so right, he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, we're not not here for that. Yeah, no, we we can talk about that. That's a whole other topic, you know. But yeah, (laughs) we're gonna talk about your your journey. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, question, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll start going. How did your football journey start, man? I'm from Texas. So, you know, if you're from Texas, football is like in your blood. Like you have to play. Um, it's like soccer to get you started in the sports and then straight into football. So I've always played football. Um, 
just growing up, you know, high school down here in Texas, the high school football in Texas is, in my opinion, the best in the, in the country, number one. And it's a, it's a religion. It's another religion. Like, like there's a magazine and a whole channel, Dave Campbell's Texas football. Like you would wait for that magazine to come out to see your name. Cause they're going to cover every single team in the state, you know? So football is a big part of my life. It's, it's always what I wanted to do. I always remember writing down, on the uh, first day of school, it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I wrote football player every single time, first grade, second grade, all the way through. Um, and I never really thought of anything else. Well, I used to want to be a garbage man for a little bit. Uh, that's just because I used to hang off the back of the trucks because that looked like it was fun. But outside <laughs> of that, it was all football. You know what I mean? It was always football. Um, when Division Two, you know, when Division Two, we, uh, high school team wasn't very good. Um, but I went to division two, got a little scholarship over there. And frankly, about halfway through, I was like, man, I need a number one, get my paperwork before I get out of here. I was my mom going to kill me. And number two, I had to decide, I was like, man, do I want to try to make a career out of this football thing? Scouts were starting to come around and ended up having a pretty good junior year, second team, all American, uh, all West region, I guess. And started getting some accolades and started turning some heads and senior year, about a month remaining in my senior year ended up having an injury fractured my wrist tore a ligament tore two ligaments in my wrist Ouch. and i played the final month with with this little splint that would just bend my hand up so i could catch the pass but it was like this the whole time and the whole final month i just played with that ended up failing my physical didn't get drafted i failed the physical with the falcons uh they basically said nah you, you you're not even cleared to play so they sent me back to amarillo where i was going to school in west texas a&m um, and then after that, that was like the first point where like football was gone in my life. Like I know what to do. Like we talked about it just briefly about the transition from playing to not playing that happened like, like that, you know what I mean? So I was, I mean, I was drinking, playing Madden all day. Just <laughs> yeah, like I go to shit, go get me some MGDs and, and sit there and play Madden at the, at the crib. And finally I was like, man, I'm going to get up and try to go do something with this. Uh, played some flag football in Vegas and I was like, okay, I can still play. I just got to get in shape again and get on a team. So when I started rehabbing myself, I called the same scout from Atlanta named Shepley Hurd. I think he's like the director of pro personnel now. Mm -hmm. I called him and I was like, hey, I'm healthy. Uh, I'm ready to come down there for camp. He was like, ah, you got to get some tape. So I'm like, damn, well, I'm going to get some tape. And I had already graduated. I'm done with ball. Right. So it was a guy that was on a team who had an agent. And I was like, hey, let me use your agent. And a cat named Marty Almendarez, he knew a coach in Odessa, Odessa, Texas. It was intense football league. Uh -huh. And the uh, they were like, yeah, we'll take him. He can he can come on down. We started training camp in like a week. So I, I literally packed up my little Acura Integra and, and headed down to Odessa, Texas, man, and got down there. And I was like, one. I ain't going to be down here forever because it was like 200 bucks a game. And it, it just it, it wasn't where I wanted to be, but I knew it was a part of the process. Right. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I just told myself, as long as I graduate every year, as, I, as long mm -hmm. as I go up, I'm going I'm to keep playing. Mm -hmm. So like I went from there, played two seasons with the Dallas Desperados. Um, fortunately, that staff was that team was owned by the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. So the head coach, Will McClay, was a scout for the Cowboys. So he would always go into the meetings and be like, hey, I got a guy, I got a guy. Well, Dallas never signed me. And then in 2008, 
whenever we lost in the playoffs, this is was a crazy kind of scenario. We lost in the playoffs. We had our exit meeting, and like literally right after coach said, y'all are released, you can clean your lockers, that my phone rang. It was a 954 number, and I'm like, I don't know nobody in Florida. I answered the phone. I'm like, hey, it's the Miami Dolphins. We want to bring you in for a workout. And I'm like, oh, God, you crazy. this is crazy, right? So eventually we finally made it down there, ended up making that team um, practice squad for a little bit, and then that's how I got into the league, uh, just kind of working, grinding my way. I went the back roads. I mean – I just found a way to make it happen, man. And, and that's how I got to the league for the for the first taste of it. Ended up getting cut, made it to Washington eventually, made that team, played in 2010, 2011. I uh, got cut in 2012, bounced around a little bit after that, but I made it, you know what I mean? I got to where I wanted to be, even though I was like a 25, 26-year-old rookie, um, I, I was I, I got there. So I was, I was stoked. Well, no, man, like I said, like you talk about a journey, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's a hell of a journey, I feel, just because the fact that you, you know, like you you didn't make it out of college, so you had to, you know, just chilling and working out, playing in a, a different kind of league, you know, where he's like yep. 200 bucks a game. And then like, you know, literally right after the season, they get a call to go up, to, you know, like that's a heck of a story, man. Now we're going to rewind a little bit. Um, you said that obviously football is, bit, you know, big in Texas. Were you playing in like uh, we call it AAU in basketball growing up, and like were you playing like in like minor league, like minor before high school and all that in Texas, Man, or did you go straight to high school and play? They didn't have that. Like okay. I mean, like you know, growing up, you had your little city league, you know, pee wee football, you know, mm-hmm. leagues and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, I just I would just play on my school. We you know, okay. played in my okay. high school and. Like they didn't have all these, like how they have all these seven on seven teams. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have that. Back. Like they started to do it, but it wasn't like you're gonna go off and play with your separate seven on seven team. If you did seven on seven, it was just with your school. You ah, so, okay, okay. So like kids now, like they're just getting so many reps at it. Like they're getting to play and they're gonna be so skilled. But the only thing that I worry about for these kids now is how they go handle adversity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna be skilled. You can cross somebody over. You can run all the routes, but but when it gets hard, uh, like what are they gonna do? And you don't know until you till that happens. But mm-hmm. that's just the only question I have because it like some people are just gonna be so used to being the best, and they wanna they wanna transfer and go be on a better team and transfer and go play. And it, it's like sometimes you gotta sit there and go through the tough stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you you see people that are the best. Or the most skilled, and once they have adversity, then they're like, "Ah, man, I'm I'm out. Coach ain't like me." That, and then they quit. Right. I, I ain't had no quit. I I was just hungry. I knew where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I just stuck with it. No, I feel you. I think that's a you know we that's a, this is a whole other tangent of a situation. But the transfer protocol is it's a blessing and a curse. You know, to where like you can literally just well, I don't feel like playing here. I ain't playing here. I right, transfer. Go play. Somewhere else, like you were saying, like a lot of kids, they've been told like they're the next whatever. And uh, and that's in all sports, you know, basketball and football, probably especially. Um, but that's in, you know, that, that goes across where like this kid has been, you know, basically, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm league. I just need to get to a situation where I can hurry up and play so I can get to the league. And that ain't everybody's yeah. path. That ain't everybody's path. So I agree with you on that. Now, Obviously, you you know from high school you was a you know star athlete. What do you remember about your first year in college? Oh man, 
I got there early and I mean, it was a, just a D2, little D2 school, and mm-hmm. they had we had crap facilities. I mean, it was a shed out in the middle of a field with a <laughs> locker room, like like field right mice going in through the locker rooms and stuff like that. The dorm didn't have air conditioning. Um, I learned I learned how to survive though. Like they say, hey man, go to Walmart, get you a box fan, get you a shower curtain and some foil. You put that fan in the window, so when it's hot, you flip it one way, it takes the hot air out. At night, flip it, bring the hot, the cool air in. But in West Texas, if if you catch one of them dust storms and you left your fan the wrong way, your whole entire room is covered in red dirt. So, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so you you would I learned like okay, I right, close the window before you leave, right? Um, I learned what what money smells like. So if anybody that's that's familiar with West Texas or Hereford, Hereford is a type of cattle, and it's a town in Texas. It's about forty five minutes west of Canyon. And uh, basically, about every two weeks, you get this real strong manure smell that came through, right? Okay. So, okay. so my, so it's, I mean, my first, it was thick too. It, like it felt like it was on your tongue. Like you were like, <laughs> so, so my first, literally, my like first two weeks in college, there was a cricket infestation. I ain't had no AC. My room's dusty, and it smells <laughs> like cow manure, right? So I'm like, I'm like, yo, I done chose the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta go. This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't what I was expecting. Uh, but man, I had a couple of friends who were also, you know, new to the area, and I was just like, look, we we three, we gonna we gonna kick, kick it, and we gonna get ourselves through this. Right, right. But, th- but that first year was a, was a shock. Um, shoot, I, my first. Uh, my first practice, like I had, to, I didn't practice till, but a few days later, because on the little questionnaire they were like, "Do you ever have a a rapid heartbeat?" And I go, "Yeah." I was like, you know, "If I work out, like my heart." <laughs> so they they took that kind of serious. They're like, well, "Hey, let's get you checked out first. Man, I'm in the I'm in the uh, cardiologist's office, and he's like." You're the healthiest guy I'm gonna see all day. Everybody else, 80, 90 years old. They they are probably not around, you know, you know, rest their soul, but they're not around to even see this interview. You know what I mean? Um, so he's like, you're the healthiest guy I'm gonna see. He's like, there is a thing that you know is, is uh, common in you know young black men that could you know potentially have your heart rate go fast here and there. But right. once I finally got on the field, first day, I get smacked by this big ass safety from Seattle. Uh knocked snot out my nose and everything. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. All right, this is this is this is college football. I gotta I gotta buck up, but buck up a little bit. But you know, it was it was just a learning learning lesson, man. You mm-hmm. get out there and you just you just keep on working. And my first the first couple of weeks was a test. It was like you're gonna see if you're gonna either stay or if you're gonna pack it up and try to go home. And you know, I was, I was like, I'm staying. Shoot, I ain't going back. <laughs> I feel you. What would you say was your biggest triumph in college and your biggest failure in college? Hmm. Biggest triumph is honestly getting out of there. Mm. You know, I mean, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I love my university, <laughs> but like it was, it was very much, you know, because I mean, I had one of my one of my best friends was from Houston, another friend was from Lubbock. You know, you mm-hmm. meet some folks mm-hmm. that from come from. Everybody comes from all these different areas, mm-hmm. and I mean, frankly, like Amarillo, Texas, really ain't the place that I wanted to spend the rest of my life. Like I knew come up here, play your football, get your, get your degree and then get the hell on. 
right? Don't leave. Mm-hmm. But none. Only thing I want to leave with is some good friends and a, and, and a degree. I ain't want to leave with nothing else. I didn't want to <laughs> get stuck out there. You know what I mean? So right. the triumph was was getting that degree and crossing mm-hmm. the stage and being able to you know make my mom you know proud and and actually you know fulfill that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the biggest failure. The first couple semesters was tough, man. First semester, I think I had like a 1.4 GPA. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking, oh, yeah. I can go, I can go to eight o'clock class. Yeah, I ain't really get there on time. So I, <laughs> but, then the, but then the next semester, I bounced back, right? I had to get eligible. So I even did got it even. And then the, the other the third semester I had another horrible one. So at that point, I was like, look, I gotta get right. I, I gotta got get right. And so once I learned to like get myself together mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm. some sort of responsibility that that helped right so um the failure I, I, I guess the failure would just be kind of stumbling and learning but i can honestly say there wasn't anything too catastrophic like i didn't okay, have anything okay. that really set me back where it's like man i'll never get over that because everything that i've been through in my opinion is a lesson mm-hmm, um it's a learning mm-hmm. opportunity it's something to basically add a little notch that i can hang my hat on and be like okay i've been through that before you know what i mean i never mm-hmm. i never once wanted to complain over any type of situation because i mean i come from a single parent household dad passed uh, a couple of days before my sixth birthday um you know single mom and she raised three kids and never complained not once so i was like i ain't never gonna complain i don't got nothing to complain about you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. hot at training mm-hmm. camp Psh- I could be trying to raise three kids by myself and maintain my own social, you know, social status and social life. So I just never complain, man. Never complain. Try not to make anything be a failure. If it was, I got to learn from it quickly and, and bounce back. No, I got you. Would you say that was the biggest lesson you learned in college? Just learn how to bounce back? I would say so. I would okay. say so. And and just just being able to not quit. Like it was, it was just kind of one of the ones where it's like I, I I'm not about to go back to Carrollton with nothing to show. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that just wasn't that wasn't in my mo. And frankly, if I'm if I'm being frank, I mean, like my brother set that example because he kind of took a different path, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was it was excuse me, it was a disappointment in a in a sense, right? Like you know, he dropping out of college and. Just somewhere in the middle, you know, back when the Raiders, uh, everybody was wearing the Raiders uh, jerseys, yeah, starter yeah, jackets yeah. and stuff. Of course, of course. He was in high school then, right? Oh. And so, like, he was, I'm over here telling his business, but he was, he was on like a sophomore on varsity, like big time football star. But his friends were like, man, you playing football, that's stupid, da da da. You need to come kick it with us. So he quit and then go kick it with them. And then start stumbling, having all these troubles and his friends like get right and kind of go upwards. And he just kind of kept on going down. And I remember saying a couple of times, man, my mom was like just crying. She's like, I don't know what I did wrong. And I'm like, nah, I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that to you. Right. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make up for, for his missteps. You know what I'm Mm -hmm, saying? mm -hmm. So any, anything that was going to be a failure wasn't going, it wasn't going to last long. I wasn't going to let it affect me long-term. I had to find a way to get past it and get over it. Okay. Okay. So after college, obviously, you, you know, you, we, we discussed a little bit earlier how you got to the NFL and everything, all the struggles that, you know, everything you got there. Now, obviously doing your, your couple years in Washington, would you say that's the highlight of your NFL career? Or would you say that, you know, just the fact that you even, 
made it to that level. That's the highlight. Man, I mean, the everybody says the journey is is the most important part. Mm-hmm. But I can't mm-hmm. lie, catching that first touchdown was was probably the moment. Right? It, it was already like the first game we played against Dallas was 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 big. Um, whenever I told my mom I made the roster, she, I, like the one thing she said, she's like, man, he did it. You did it. Like she was proud. Like she never not once was like, man, stop trying to play football. That's stupid. Go get a job. She never deterred me from that. And so, and I, and I, and I say to this day, if she would have said like, Hey son, you probably need to, you know, move around and, and go get a regular job. I would have done it. Right. To make right, my mom right. happy, to make my mom proud. But she never she never deterred me from trying to reset dream. And so to make the roster, I made it It was on the roster in Miami, but I got cut. But to make it on mm. the field, you know, in Washington and then end up starting like 11, 12 games in my rookie year mm-hmm. and the touchdown, the touchdown against um, Green Bay. Like I just watched the clip today. I've never seen the TV copy until today. I've seen a few that people post the highlight of that touchdown catch. But like to see the TV copy, and I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's that's crazy. Right. I, I literally, literally trap like not but a couple months ago, I started to grasp like what I accomplished. You know what I mean? I've always been a head down, chop wood type of guy. But man, I look and I look at pictures and I'm like, that's a lot of people in the stadium. <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's 80, 90,000 people mm-hmm, that watch me mm-hmm. catch a catch a pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm a humble guy. I try not to be all high and mighty, but sometimes I wrote it down. I was like, sometimes you got to remind yourself of the badass stuff you've done, man. I agree. I, be, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you on you that. You know what I mean? So us as athletes, we kind of just ball. we're on to the next thing. You know, like with yeah. be like, oh yeah, man, I should yeah, I did that, 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 but yeah, you know, we always kind of yeah. play it down. But like what you did, like that's that's crazy. You know, catching a touchdown against Dallas in front of ninety thousand. Man, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or Green Bay, because it was Aaron yeah. Rodgers was the quarterback then, right? Yeah, it was against Green Bay. It was on 10 10 10, and that was my first game to start. Like, I kind of had started working my way up the, the depth chart. I was already third, but then they actually said, Hey, you're gonna start this game. My mom flew in, she used to come into all of the home games. Um, so like, you know, I had to put on for mom in the stands, right? And, <laughs> and like, man, they called my number and shoot i had to go get it like shoot i'm gonna show you the, the picture i got it over my head right there oh wow then, okay okay see that yeah you know so, yeah oh that's a proper for for people who's listening to this he, he catch he doing like a 360 jump he mossed somebody yeah. as they call yeah. it now he mossed yeah. somebody yeah go look that up go go to youtube look up anthony armstrong uh Packers against the Packers or something like that, man. It's and, and everybody's like, like I can honestly say it, it shouldn't have been as exciting as it was. It should have been an easy walk in touchdown, but Donovan had to evade a little, little, uh, uh, some pressure and he threw it up there. And I had to go up on top of Charlie's head, man, and, and take that, take the ball off his bean cap. I mean, look, the, young, the, the young folks nowadays in basketball would be patting their head. That's one of them. I'd have been I got you. doing this nowadays. I got you. I got you, man. That that man, because I can say like, that's a that's an amazing, like I said, story. And the fact that you, you know, was catching pat, like you said, catching passes from a borderline, if you want to say, or even a Hall of Famer down at Vivian now. Oh, yeah. You know, you starting, 
game on TV. I mean, that's man, that you know, that's beyond the bless. Your mom flew in to see you play. Yeah. That's you know, ain't no, ain't nothing better. You know, I, you know, I, yeah. And so, okay. So you're you're at the you're at this point. You're in the NFL now. You played two years with Washington, and then you say you kind of bounce around after that. How many more years did you play after that? Man, let's see. So 2012, coming into that year, uh, I'm, Coach Shanahan was like, all right, we know what you can do. He brought me and Santana in the office. He's like, we know what y'all can do. You're not going to get a lot of run in training camp, so don't be surprised. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, right, you're telling right, me right. this. I'm going to take you for your word. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, but I was having a great training camp, probably mm-hmm. the best training camp of anybody on the team. Ended up hurting my shoulder. I, I got it was non-padded day, went up for a pass, DB fell on me, separated my AC joint. Oh wow. So I missed I missed two weeks of practice. And like I missed a couple of games. But these other cats that they were trying to see who who was going to battle, they started balling. And by the time I was cleared and and you know I, I just started to get this little weird feeling. I'm like something ain't right. Something ain't right. Like I feel like I'm about to get cut. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it got down to that cut day, and I'm looking on Twitter, and they're like, there's rumors that Armstrong's going to get traded, and why would they trade for somebody they can get for free? He's about to get cut. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I ain't heard none of this, like from my agent, from from the, the Redskins, none of that. And then, like, they, gotta, they had to make the call at 4 o'clock was the cutoff time. Phone ring at, like, 3.30, Trav. Oh, man. I'm like, and I already knew. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. So I get up in there. The GM at the time, Bruce Allen, he got tears in his eyes. He ain't got nothing to say. He just kind of shaking his head, shrugging. Head coach shaking his head, kind of shrugging. He's like, and, and I mean, it was, I ain't even, I was just sitting there looking at him like, I, well, I, mm. Mm-hmm. After the fact, I wish I, I wish like I wish I would have been like, man, you, da, 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 like you. Don't you always wish but, you could do that? No, but you know that that's not even like in my. I now I get on somebody, but like that just wasn't in my nature. I was more yeah, upset that that you have that you told me one thing and you did another. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I, I thought we had a little tr- like I, I'm not. I don't have no problem getting fired if I was not as good or better than who else you brought right 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 and right right so i was just i was bitter after that man so after that really went to i went down to miami back back to miami um it was kind of hard to transition had a lot going on in life get back down there i was there for eight weeks mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. i get cut i'm in jacksonville for a week right i, I rent a car drive up to jacksonville I don't play yet because they had like a game then a Thursday. Then they had to cut me because they had to sign a player for uh, special teams, like a linebacker. So I go back down to Miami because I had an apartment at this point. And then I'm just kind of hanging around with nothing to do. And finally Dallas is like, hey, we're going to bring you in. Da, 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 da. And they finally signed me like later on into 2012. So I was on four teams in 2012. Wow. And I'm paying rent in a spot in Virginia. I'm paying rent in a spot in Florida and I'm living in living in my childhood room in my mama's house while <laughs> I'm driving to Valley Ranch to go play with the Cowboys. So this was it was a crazy, crazy time in yeah. 2012. And it's been a spent that next year with um with Dallas, got cut in training camp and, and didn't play um 
didn't play it in 2013, just bitter watching TV. Like I could run that route. I could do that. I could do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And meanwhile, I had, I had two voicemails on my phone. Kyle Shanahan and Richmond flowers had called me and left me voicemails and I never deleted them. But for whatever reason, something inside me was like, I need to call these guys and say, thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I called Rich. I hit him up. Hey, man, just never said thank you. This is like two years later, man. This is 2014. Okay. Two years later, I say, I say, hey, appreciate it. You know, appreciate the time and the coaching, yada, yada. And I said, hey, does Kyle have the same number? He said, yeah, hit him up. I said, I bet Kyle had gotten an uh, OC job in Cleveland. So I called Kyle, leave him a voicemail. Hey, man, never said thank you. Just want to say I appreciate all the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. He hit me up and he's like, hey, you, you still want to play ball? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so next thing I know, I'm in Cleveland. Uh, this was when uh, Josh Gordon was getting suspended. So ah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Kyle needed somebody who knew the offense, who could come in here and actually and do the thing, and shoot, end up getting cut from there. After that, I was like, man, send me home. Yeah, because that yeah. was that was that was a beef between the GM and Kyle. I'm just I'm just caught in the crossfire. Rex oh. Grossman was caught in that same crossfire too. Okay. Okay. GM GM gonna ask me when I get cut. Do you think he used you properly? And I'm like, first of all, you just fired me. (laughs) You ain't getting no answer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you talking about? I'm like, I know the entire offense inside and out. Absolutely, I'm getting used properly. Like, you're not letting the offense work the way that it needs to. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, I got you. Well, this is I wanted to stop you right here because we're gonna go to a part two of your journey because we want to talk about after. But wanted to say thank you, like I said, once again. Um, This is the end of part one, everybody. Uh, Please uh, like, share, subscribe. This will be on YouTube as well. Get that Travis Reed merch uh, that I got on right here, the Athlete's Journey. And like I said, we will see y'all on part two. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.